0: type of question, either by phone or by text. One number to remember 651 461 Maybe you have a question about insulation, uh, siding, roofing, those great leaf guard gutters. Whatever the case may be, the question may be. could be about decks. Yeah, I know it's 29 degrees, but we still love our decks. Why don't you call us for Texas? Andy Lindis, good morning to you. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you trying to stay Good. cozy here i uh it <laughs> there is. was a rather abrupt change in the uh, in the weather but i assume uh, your crews are still okay with all of this
1: well it's okay as you get when you have rain yeah. three of the five days a week that you yeah, get to I work um you know i wasn't expecting to have uh, as much rain as we had monday and tuesday uh at this point last week but hey you know what uh we we work our way through it and stay positive as much as you can and even though it seems like we haven't seen the sup- the sun since se- se- what September or so, seems like it's been seems raining every day in October.
0: Yeah, but we needed the moisture around here anyway, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, uh,
1: you, you can't have it both ways. You, you know, no. you need the rain. I saw you know I saw gutters for a living, Daddy. So it's uh you know I'm 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 gonna root for the rain all the time. But <laughs> for, in a perfect world, it'd be uh, it rain at nights and the weekends, so we could actually get
0: something done. How is the uh- as far as the process, we haven't talked about this for a while. As far as windows, and I know you, you've said over the years that if uh, folks are in need of new windows, you don't have to get the whole house done. You can do them piecemeal, uh, and uh, whatever your budget allows. But what is the process? I mean, I'm talking about weather, and I know you've, uh, you and your crews have, have replaced windows in all sorts of weather, right?
1: All sorts of weather. You know, everyone thinks that your house is going to be opened up a lot longer than it actually is. So you know it, it can be 15 below zero, and we can still install your windows. And You're not going to notice a giant difference in how warm your house is uh, while we're doing it, because that opening isn't open all that long. And and like you said, Denny, you don't have to do every window in your house. In fact, on average, it's five windows our customers are are purchasing to get installed. So it's it, it's pretty common that when we're when we're installing windows, it's the second, third, or fourth time we're at this house over the last decade. So that's that's a nice part. You can you know do a couple this year, do a few next year, and we'll put you on a timeline and be able to always have that information uh, available. So once you meet with us the one time, don't be alarmed. We're going to try to measure everything, but the rest of the, you know, over the next decade, you can just call us and be like, all right, the window over here, I need to get replaced. And we can just go over the phone
0: and go back
1: and forth and make it easy peasy.
0: And and you do as I said. It's all prep work. You you got all the measurements down and everything. So like you said, the opening the space is not open that long. And ten below weather, uh, you don't have to worry about it because you've already got those dimensions. It's it's a matter of uh, taking out, putting in, and uh, as they say, Bob's your uncle. Let's yeah. uh, let's grab a, a phone call. Andy, Katie is calling in this morning, I believe, from uh, Mendota Heights. Uh, Katie, thanks for calling. What is your question for Andy?
2: Yeah, I have a question. Um, I bought a condo like eight years ago and the previous owner had a screen door and ever since then we've been having a problem. Like there's a gap on the top of the frame and on the bottom. And my husband fixed it a couple years ago and it was looked fine for a while but now it's doing the same thing again. And I also noticed that the door that goes into our kitchen from our porch is also doing this, and I'm not sure if it's our landscape, if it's shifting, or if it's just the frame. And I was just wondering if you would recommend, if you could recommend someone that could look at
1: that. Well, I'm having a hard time picturing. Like, so how how did your husband fix the screen door, and what kind of where where is this gap coming from?
2: it's on the top of the door there's a gap and then on the bottom of the door, there's also a gap. And then when we shut it, it doesn't, there's a distance gap on the top of the door and the bottom door, and I'm not sure if it's the frame. It's like a screen door, like that goes outside from our patio.
1: Is this a sliding door or a swinging Uh, door?
2: No, it's a swinging door. Hmm. Oh, almost um, sounds like
0: it's the wrong size door yeah,
2: well yeah we measured it and we got the correct size i I don't know I talked to someone he thought maybe it's the brain that's not built right so I don't know
0: hmm it's kind of, kind of tough to not not see it in person right Andy yeah, and
2: so
1: this is the door you guys purchased and installed yourself?
2: Um, well, the previous owner had um, it, and they had the same problem. It was a, It looked like it was a Sun rate, and then we tried to find one at, like, 1B4 somewhere, and it worked for a while. It looked good. It was There was no gaps or anything, and then like, three months later, it's doing the same thing, so...
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: And, you know, a a good storm door. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a a good storm door. The, the they don't make them as there's not definitely not as many manufacturers making storm doors as uh, there used to be, and they're not as cheap as they used to be for sure either. But you know, installed properly with the the higher end uh, storm door, you can push a thousand dollars pretty quickly now. Um,
0: and this is just for a storm
1: door. Yeah, i mean, if she's saying it's a screen door.
0: Yeah, she know? said it's so the I'm assuming door. it's a
1: storm door and yeah. yeah you know, a lot of times those things are cut to size. Like you're, you're, you're making them to fit that opening. Like they come in one size and they're, they're made to be cut. And then there's a bottom piece that you put on after you cut. Um, so I'm wondering if they're just not getting the right size or they're not, not doing it the proper way because there shouldn't be a gap in the frame or it's the weather stripping that's deteriorating on you and falling off. And you know, if it's the What's weird is that it was fine for a while, and then it got bad again. So I don't know what's happening there, and and why the landscaping would be at fault for a gap at the top of the door.
0: And I wonder too when you mentioned that uh, you don't you don't see many manufacturers uh, building these things, making these things. I wonder why that is. Um, you know.
1: I I don't know, Denny. uh I've tried to figure out why manufacturers do what they do over the last five years, and I uh, I can't figure it out. Um, you know, I'm guessing uh, they weren't making enough money on them. Would be, yeah, would be my guess, and the they case. moved on to something else. Usually the case. Uh, yeah, uh, but Larson still makes a really good storm door, and we we use those storm doors on on a regular basis. But a lot of the systems have they have those types of doors built in, so you don't. I don't know, don't run into a lot of customers that are looking to put in, you know, leave just storm doors and screen doors on anymore. Um, like me, personally Denny, um if it were up to me, my air conditioning unit would run maybe like 4 days a year. I live in a pretty mm-hmm. shady area and I get a I don't know, I'm on kind of on a hill so I get a lot of cross breeze, so I'd just have windows open and screen doors open, you know, 4 months a year if it was if it was up to me. Um, and we just don't I don't see a lot of people wanting that anymore. Everyone's just kind of get a lot of questions about doors and patio doors, but not a lot of questions about storm doors anymore. Storm doors.
0: Interesting change. Uh, we need to take a quick break, Andy. Let's invite our listeners to join in, too, on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, by all means, call us or text us. Same one number to get you either. 651-461-9226. It is still 29 degrees in the Twin Cities. The weather folks tell us at the National Weather Service that uh, we're going to get up to a high of about 35 today. uh, And a slight warm-up as we move through the week. Uh, By the end of the week, uh, there is a chance of rain, believe it or not, on Friday. The high then near 45. So a little bit of a warm-up by the end of the week. Right now at CCO, 29 degrees. Stay with us. And a good Saturday morning to you. Danny Long back with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction right in the midst of our home improvement show, welcoming your calls or your text messages. Uh, any kind of a home improvement question, we can help you with by all means. Call or text us 651 Andy, as you know, from time to time, uh, all the time, we have smart listeners, and uh, some of them have, uh, have answers to uh, some uh, listeners' questions that maybe we didn't. I'm looking at a text from a listener about that door with the gap uh, that uh, we talked about a a couple of minutes ago, both in top and bottom of the door. This texter says this, we have the same problem with a storm door to a deck. It might be frost heaving due to a high water table, maybe in their case. Uh, They're not sure what to do as the door sometimes fits, sometimes sticks, sometimes there's a gap. So at least that's one answer. I don't know how you can correct that, given the uh, expansion and contraction. Uh, and maybe it is a high water table on in this particular example. But uh, thanks for that. I mean, it's, it's, it's one answer anyway.
1: Yeah, you know, if the house is moving, it can definitely affect the, the opening of the door. But it didn't sound like that was the, the case here. And usually you figure that out in, in the springtime, not the fall as well.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at a text, another one that says this, we're building a new house right now. What contractor or what stage of the house is the most crucial for rodent control? Any suggestions for keeping the bats and mice out? Well, I have some suggestions, but maybe you do too. Spray foam and cellulose. And I many years ago, um many years ago we had an issue with that. Don't anymore. And I hired somebody to come around uh, and they went around the entire periphery and a good pest control uh, company will do that. Uh, and and even a new construction, you you probably back me up on this, can have openings. So this company went around the entire periphery of the home, sealed up, I assume, with some kind of caulking mm-hmm. uh, all around the house and in, in larger areas stuffed in some copper... It was kind of like steel wool, well, there wasn't steel wool. It was that copper mesh that they fill in, uh, so the mice can't chew through it. That totally ceased any rodents from getting in our house. So that—that's what I would recommend. Get a good uh, pest control company to come out and do that very thing. Maybe not all of them do that, but the good ones will.
1: Yeah, um, you know, in, in picking the materials that you're putting on your home, there you take uh, your siding like a, a vinyl siding compared to an LP smart side it's going to go on marketably tighter. I think uh what is it, the the eraser of a number two pencil is about the all the oh, opening yeah. a mouse needs to be able to get yeah. into your home. Yeah. They so can they can through. they can squeeze their body into some pretty tight areas and it uh again having a professional come out and, and make sure everything's sealed up is a great way to do it. This time of year too, if you're not yeah. doing new construction, I uh this is where I take uh my wife's peppermint essential oil and put it on rags and it goes into anything on any vehicle I'm going to winterize any attic space any area that has had any type of rodent or or mice before in the past um is going to get uh uh, an essential oil peppermint rag put in there and she seems to uh, do a really good job of keeping the mice away and um Sticky traps is something I put out uh, in 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 my garage this time of year. Any any type of the openings, try to get in them as they they especially as these cold snap happen. Um, it's it'd be a a nice way to you know just try to you know get them before they make a, become a problem. Luckily, I haven't had any any mice issues for a few years now too. Once I started paying attention to stuff,
0: I remember my uh, my friend Mike Laughlin, who used to own Laughlin Pest Control many years ago, told me when we had him on the air that mice start thinking about coming in in July. I mean, they're they're getting that sense that, you know, can fall and winter be far behind. So, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Like you said, they can get in the smallest areas. Amazing. So good luck with that new home, those new digs, and, uh, yeah, get a good pest control company out there to uh, to, to, to research that, uh, it's, that it's house. It's really
1: rare, Denny, that we get into an attic space that doesn't have some signs of rodents. So that's that's one of those areas that this time of year I'm going to make sure I'm putting uh you know the the the, the peppermint uh, oil oil in and seems to even like it squirrels it does it does a good job with red squirrels and other
0: types of critters besides mice. You no I was going to ask you about that because squirrels and I'm sure you've seen dozens of those uh, they can do some pretty major damage getting into the attic space of homes, right?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you know, we just took uh thirty forty pounds of acorns out of an attic, so they uh, <laughs> they sometimes uh, it's not just their their droppings' they're, they're leaving behind in the attic space. it can be
0: their their food supply as well. My goodness uh, I'll tell you what let's do. I'm getting a signal here, time to uh, take a break and have a look at that forecast. We have a little promised, a little bit of a warm-up by the end of the week. We'll give you details on the rest of the weekend's weather along with this coming week as well. We have about another half hour of our home improvement show to go, so any kind of a home improvement question you need an answer to, Andy Lindis is here to help out. It's 651-461-9226. Back after the weather here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. If you're just joining us, thank you for doing so. We are in the midst of our home improvement show presented by Lindus Construction. Have I spelled it lately? No, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to check it out, lindusconstruction.com. And if you need uh, help from uh, Lindus, you want to get maybe some new gutters or a new roof. How about those new windows we talked about? 844 uh, eight four four nine lindus That's the easiest number to remember. We'll let you know that uh, before we leave you today. Andy Lindis is answering those questions today at 651 Andy, I'm looking at a text that uh, mentions a, uh, well, it's not leaf guard gutter, I can tell you that. Uh, it's, a, it's another type of gutter gizmo is what I say. Uh, it says, last year, the melting snow froze over the top of that uh, gutter system and resulted in huge icicles all winter. Uh, they want to know is there anything we can do to prevent this from happening this year uh let, let's let's kind of talk about icicles and and maybe when and why they occur so often
1: yeah and uh kind of a misnomer that that leaf protection causes icicles one um one thing people have to keep in mind if you're going from like an ordinary open gutter to a gutter system that has like a, a hood system where water curls around the hood and, and comes around and in, you're going to see the top of the gutter now where you before you couldn't. So be, that profile would, wouldn't even let you see maybe like the first six inches of the roof sometimes, the way, way those open gutters would stick out. So that ice is forming typically before it even gets to the gutter system. So as it gets to your gutter system, it starts to freeze, hits that the, the hood, and you get icicles coming down. Now more often than not, this is due to lack of ventilation and insulation in the attic space. Something's not done right there. You're getting heat loss. It's melting the snow on your roof and it's freezing. Now, as you can imagine, the snow on your roof is melting, it's coming down your roof. Well, it gets to the you know the, the last three or four feet where the your overhang is, there is no heat coming up and starts to freeze. And this is where ice dams are are typically formed. All an ice dam is, is all that water and snow is melting and gets that area and starts to freeze and gets higher and higher and higher, creating a dam. And pretty soon, Denny, you know, I can be on roofs at times where, you know, it looks like it's all covered in snow. And then you step in in, into a snowbank and you go through it and there's six to eight inches of water sometimes standing Mm. on this roof underneath the snow. And so you're, you're basically asking your roof to hold, you know, liquid water without leaking at all. And the only, only part of the roofing system that's good at that is ice and water shield. And more, more often than not, people don't have enough of that on their home. I I know that because, you know, uh, typically when we install a roof, it's 30% more ice and water shield than anyone else in, in the Metro is putting on. We know, well, like our order ratios compared to most roofers are different. And we're going to use a a, a, you know, a a great great amount of ice and water shield. Anywhere we've ever seen a roof leak, we're going to take a lot of steps to make sure it never happens there. But I would try to address it with insulation and ventilation first. At least get it to, to know exactly what's going on. And remember, it's not just about blowing in insulation. The, the key word there is ventilation. Somebody should be talking to you about your R value, about attic air sealing, about your intake air and and your exhaust air.
0: No, oh, that's true, and I and I've thought about this so often. I mentioned it too on on, on the show that of all the things that Lindis has done uh, to our home, uh, and there were ma- there are many things, the upgrades that that insulation, not only roofing the shingles, uh, but the insulation. What a difference! I mean, I used to have those uh, uh, icicles all the time, but until you and your crews came oh, in and saw, so, so what I didn't have as far as insulation. I rarely see any icicles in the house, and that's got to be because of what you just said. uh, uh, Ventilation is so important, but insulation and ventilation, that combination really cleared up a lot of those icicles.
1: Yeah, you know, if you uh, you stop the snow from melting, you're going to have a lot less icicles. uh, I know it sounds like we're oversimplifying it, and, 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 you know, southern-facing slopes of your roof, you know, there's going to be some normal freeze-thaw cycle that's happening. But if it's the sun and the outdoor temperature that's melting the snow, that means that it's going to be equal throughout the roof. It's not going to be warm in one area and getting to another roof where it starts to freeze. So yeah. normal freeze-thaw cycle isn't usually going to be what creates those three, four-foot you know, icicles coming off or hundreds of pounds of ice. Imagine that, Danny, too.
0: Yeah. If you don't yeah. have
1: this right you're you're putting hundreds of pounds of of snow and ice at the edge of your roof or on your gutters. We have lots of customers we end up getting that have open gutters and they had an ice dam problem. We get there and it's tore off their entire gutter system, it's lying on the ground. Sometimes it takes the fascia and soffit board and some rafter tails with it. You know, if everything's fastened there, some, you know, it's the weakest point that's going to give out. Uh and, you know, I remember uh um I forget uh the old uh, the old news fella here, Rob, Bruce, uh, was about a decade ago, <laughs> he had it, it wrecked his entire air, AC unit when, when yeah. his gutters came down.
0: <laughs> I won't tell him you called him old. <laughs> yes,
1: I said our old news guy, meaning not that he's old. He was the, the person that did it previously. He is, he is retired, but I would not refer to him <laughs> as, uh, as, as old. Speaking of old. I get to go to a, a wedding today for uh, Mister Luke Panic's oldest son, Ethan Panic. My goodness, That's, uh, pretty exciting stuff, yeah.
0: Well, time it does try, does it? Fly. it, it does it you know. does it
1: does fly? But uh, there's uh, another young kid. He's been been uh, down in Florida doing uh, Cambria countertops for the last couple of years, and so I'm excited to see them and their family today, and and see uh, another young man uh, get married.
0: Well, send, send best wishes from us, if you, if you would. we Will uh, do. please. Uh, you know what, Andy? We've got a caller on the line. I, w- I don't want to forget about it. I think Barb is calling in from Bloomington, if Barb is still there. Hey, Barb, thank you. Uh, what is your question, please?
2: Thanks for taking the call. Um, okay, I have a ranch with a lower level, you know. Anyway, what do you call that, the wooden railing, the banister that goes horizontal? You can hold on to it as you go downstairs. Not the one on the wall, the railing, but the banister. It's about 12 feet, and it's gotten loose in the last two years. How? Who does one call to fix the? I think it's called the new old post to tighten that.
1: You know, um, any any type of handyman services uh, can do do things like that if you're not looking at replacing that. Um, any type of remodelers, carpenters, um, that that'd be who I would, I would go to for, for replacement. Well, my problem was that. I
2: went online and, and saw that it's kind of a, a complicated process. You have to go under the stairs down below and find where those screws are and tighten them. Or, uh, obviously, it was something that I couldn't do. So I don't think a regular handyman uh, would do it. I thought, what are you saying, maybe a carpenter?
0: What about a wood flooring company, Andy?
1: Yeah, you know they're gonna they're gonna be dealing with that stuff on on, on a regular basis too. So, but I I'm, I'm telling you, I think uh, I guess not all handymen are created equal. No. Um, but this is uh, it shouldn't be a, a very difficult process unless it's in really bad shape. It's, if you're replacing the entire railing system, that's one thing. But just to, to tighten this down, it's not that, not that big of a deal.
0: It, do, do do Google Google more uh, handyman I guess and uh, I would look at a, at a wood floor. Yeah,
1: wood flooring seems like the, the right thing to do. You know, it's yeah. just think of what type of companies have to put in railing systems, decking companies, flooring companies, the handyman services, uh, interior carpenter, those types of uh, remodelers. Those those are where I would start uh, going going down those paths. You should be able yeah, to find especially somebody. those.
0: Those companies that deal with older homes with, uh, you know, banisters, newel posts, and, uh, and great wood uh, uh, railings, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice um, job
1: researching it. I've seen it before where people try to take sheetrock screws from the top down and think that's going to help. And, you know, it doesn't.
0: And it doesn't. Um, <laughs> well, good luck, Barb. I appreciate the call. Uh, this uh, tester says we we're talking about insulation. Our house is twenty two years old. Would I need to add more insulation to the attic, or how often do you need to add more blown in insulation to the attic? Well, that kind of goes back to what you just uh, talked about You just can't you don't necessarily just want to blow in insulation what What would this advise this texture what to do if you would
1: well, it all depends you know i uh I have been in houses built in two thousand three the early 2000s, and found two to three inches of insulation in the attic. So I have no idea what, like, our process, any. We come out, we're going to be able to tell you the exact R value you have, what your vapor barrier situation is, what your attic air sealing situation is, what your intake ventilation is, how your basement is sealed up, how your exhaust vent on your roofing is, and we're going to go through it and look at your house as a complete system. And I can tell you this, if, 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 if you take every recommendation that we have, and in like you know the, the best of the best insulation, we're going to take everything out, we're going to seal up your entire basement, we're going to take all of your insulation out of your attic, we're going to put down spray foam, we're going to add intake vents, we're going to add exhaust vents, 22 years from now, you won't have to worry about doing anything. It'll be the last time you have to touch your insulation. Even if it settles a little bit, we're going to factor that in. In fact, that we kind of prefer that because it's just another area, let's say it takes cellulose, it's like almost a crust is formed. On, on the top of that as it settles. So, you know, we want to make sure that, that at, you have an, at least an R50. So we're going to start with the, between an R50 and an R60. And as that air, as that cellulose settles, which settles less than fiberglass, it's going to lose some of its R value, but it's going to create a crust and make, make it so air is harder to move through there. It's not as important when you're starting with a two-inch base of spray foam. But for us, that's, that's, that's kind of a neat thing. And why we like cellulose over fiberglass is because the fire retardant that's put on cellulose is also a uh, a natural rodent deterrent. That's I'm great. You, it's like yeah. a playground for mice and uh, and uh, squirrels when you get up in the attic and it's all fiberglass. They just they can put tunnel systems in there. You know, I touch it, I get itchy as as I'll get out. You know, but uh, it seems like our rodent friends, uh, it's uh, they're like a pig in mud up there.
0: They love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell you what, I know we have to break, but I want to grab another phone call before we do. Ruth calling in from River Falls uh, this morning, I believe. Uh, Ruth, thank you. What is your question for Andy Lindis?
2: Well, he speaks often of essential, peppermint essential oil on a rag and put in different spaces. But he never says how much. When you order those essential oils, they're pretty small uh, containers that come, is it a drop, two drops?
1: You know, um, I probably put down a little bit too much on them at times because uh, it can get pretty strong. And not all essential oils are created equal. And uh, believe me, um, I've been scolded by uh, my my wife before for using the, the expensive stuff for this. But just enough where, where it, it, it smells to you. So it doesn't have to be an awful lot and so but be careful it gets in your hands as you know essential oils it's gonna it it has to wear that smell has to wear off it seems like it's hard to wash off so i wear gloves as as, you know essential oils it's gonna it it has to wear that smell has to wear off it seems like it's hard to wash off so i wear gloves and i put enough uh you know just a few drops it doesn't take a, a lot you know it's pretty pretty strong stuff and you're putting it into some pretty enclosed areas so like in my attic area I'm going to go up there and I'm going to put a few drops on a rag and throw it in all four corners of my attic. And then, you know, any areas like if I, you know, I'm winterizing my lawnmower, I'm going to put it in the engine compartment. That was a, a kick in the gut one spring. You know, you go to, you know, do that first, you know, about the only time you're really excited to mow the lawn is that first couple of times of the year. <laughs> and, uh, I go to, and nothing start, nothing start. And I out there and, and mice had gotten into it and, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars in uh in repair work at
0: the uh the local small engine shop to get
1: that, that five thousand dollar lawnmower back up and running.
0: They do tremendous damage to cars as well as as you know. Um I tell you what, let's do this. Uh let's take a break. We'll uh, come back. We have a few more minutes to answer any kind of a home improvement question you may have, by all means. Call Andy, text Andy at six five one four six one. 9226. 29 degrees in the Twin Cities from News Talk 830. WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are here on CCO every Saturday, thanks to Linda's Construction in the 9 uh, o'clock hour, welcoming those home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text as usual at 651-461- Nine two two six. As you can see, Andy, we do have a bunch of text messages uh, we'd like to uh, to answer as as time will allow. Um, and let me see, where did I leave? Oh yes, there's something that uh, uh, you talk about and did earlier uh, the hour of ice and water shield. Uh, texter wants to know what if you have it. What does the building code specify for ice and water shield? And are there many contractors that put down more than the minimum? Uh, like Linda's construction you guys really uh, do a good job of that I know how would you answer that one
1: I would put it that the vast majority of of contractors do not do as as much as as we do when it comes to ice and water shield I can tell you this um, I, I, I see a lot of people roofing and I almost never see ice and water shield going up the rakes that's always an area that we address especially if it's in your 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 peak of your house which is the rake area is facing you know uh, in that, that west area where the weather's coming from, um, that, that wind-driven rain on, on on numerous occasions, I've I've taken off plywood that, oh, the one, I think the house is only five years old and we're, you know, had hail damage and we're roofing it. And I'm like, this house is five years old. Look at how rotten this wood is. We took it off. Denny, I, I could put my hand through it, like not trying to hard, you know, just like I could stick my fingers through the wood. Like all the way through it, and it was you know, five, six, seven years old, something like that. It was the the storm of two thousand seven, I believe, and uh, the one that kind of came through the Blaine area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, uh, yeah, no, it's so we we've always put ice and water shield up the rakes along the peak. It's nine feet wide in the valleys, and we're going to go three feet past the interior wall. So it's it again. What I see a lot of times is people using two rows of ice and water shield along the edge of the roof or along your, your, your eaves, and then one row up your valley areas. That's about it. Every vent, we're going to have some ice and water shield. Not only, so, say you have a pipe that comes up through the roof, Denny. Yeah. We're going to take a square you know, piece of ice and water shield. We're going to measure the pipe. We're going to cut a hole in the center of that square. We're going to put the ice and water shield down to the roof deck. That's step one. Then we're going to take our boot, we're going to go over the top of that pipe with the boot down. Now we're going to take another piece of ice and water shield and do like a half moon along the top edge of that boot again to the roof deck. This is before every even underlayment goes down. So you have a piece of ice and water shield that goes to the roof deck. Now you have your piece of flashing, your, your rubber boot that goes over the top of the pipe. And now you have another piece of ice and water shield that's taking that, that flashing and sealing it to the deck. So if water were to get underneath your shingles and underneath your underlayment and it gets to this, this perforation in your roof here, there's going to be a drainage plane that kicks it back out on top of your underlayment. So now we're going to take our underlayment as we go in there, we're going to come back underneath that roof jack with it. So now, or that the that pipe boot with it, so if water does get underneath there, now it's going to have to go back above the the underlayment and again gives us a drainage plane. Make sure Denny, we're trying to install a roof here that is supposed to last 50 years. So it makes no sense for me to cut $500 in costs off of, of this roof. I'd I'd walk away from that job before I do it again. One of the things I'm most grateful for is on, on any given day, I'm not dealing with any phone calls, almost never. You know how many jobs we have that are 25, 30, 35 years old? A lot. Like And, and never get those phone calls. And I'm going to make darn sure that who's ever sitting in my seat 20 years from now is also not going to be getting phone calls of where the materials are failing or they're having warranty issues or warranty claims or finish claims or leaking. You know, that's, uh, that could take up a lot of my time. Danny, we have almost 100,000 customers in the Twin Cities area. Imagine if even 10% of them were having issues. That'd be, a, yeah. that'd be like a
0: full-time job for 10 of us. It would be. <laughs> that says a lot. Uh, and I, I know this morning now our time is limited, a couple of minutes to go on the show. Um, and I, I see a text from a couple of listeners, actually. Uh, can you use peppermint extract instead of, uh, you know, for the mice, is it cheaper? As it is cheaper. And a texter also said about about mouse magic. That's what I have used. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said we've used this in our cabin and so far no mice for years. And I know uh, you and I have talked about this. A lot of success from that product called Mouse Magic, little packets, which is probably maybe easier than you know, soaking—not soaking, but putting that oil. A- in, absolutely, uh,
1: right. and and when for me the Mouse Magic are like a peppermint pillow, and, yeah. You know, and and it seems to last a little bit longer than some of the other rodent uh, ones that kind of smell like incense. So it doesn't have as much menthol in it, and that uh, I do know that there's a difference between spearmint and peppermint, and and peppermint's going to have. They both have menthol, I believe, is what the the active oil that that's in there. One has five percent versus forty percent. Peppermint has more menthol than, than the spearmint does. I'm not sure about the extract, but you can get a really cheap bottle of essential oil for I don't know fifteen twenty bucks, and that's going to be like a two year supply worth of of creating you know rodent rodent rigs.
0: Or as i suggested earlier get a magic. Control go company get it out and uh, yeah. and seal up the whole house before they get in there to begin with so yeah uh, if you can uh, i know our we've just got like a minute to go here uh, texter says they have an 800 square foot home with only a crawl space below and a small attic uh is it very expensive to have lindis redo my insulation add vents et cetera? uh what i would recommend and you would too ask lindis to come out and give an estimate right yeah
1: the estimates are free and uh doesn't get much cheaper than free. And uh, you can make a decision. Denny, we're not a high pressure company by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. No. Um, we we have a lot of work. We're never shorted on work. We don't have to create work and uh you know, with our with our reputation always on the line, we tell people, No, that's a bad idea and I wouldn't spend this money on this, it's not worth it for you. But We'll we'll, we'll sit down and figure out, like, here's, like, the best of the best. Here's maybe a medium grade. And here's, like, you know, like the bare minimum that you should do. And uh, if we can help, we can help. If not, yeah, yeah, move on.
0: Absolutely. All right. If you want to get in touch, uh, 8449-LINDUS. Easiest number to remember. L-I-N-D-U-S. 8449-LINDUS. you want to get on the web, lindusconstruction.com. Andy, happy Halloween. Uh, Hope nobody tricks you there and you have lots of treats. And let's do this again next week. That sounds great. You as well, Denny. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, give him a call, 844-9-LINDIS. Well, as far as weather goes, we expect highs today near 35. It'll be near 37 for your Sunday tomorrow. Could be 45 by the end of the week. Right now on CCO, 29 degrees. Denny Long, thank you for your company.